Hey! Welcome to the Road Regrets Podcast. For the week of June 15th, 2015. This is our inaugural episode, aka episode number one. Get in the van. My name is Tanner James. I'm an independent Canadian singer-songwriter based out of Calgary, Alberta. My name is Dylan S. Keating. I'm a pedal stew player and electric guitar player also based in Calgary, Alberta. And Dylan, why don't you tell us a little bit about our sponsors today? Well, Tanner, we're recording this podcast on a blue USB microphone. It's a very versatile plug-and-play microphone, which is perfect for us on the road. Um, It's a sponsor because of where we purchased it from. We purchased the microphone from Best Buy. They have a very generous 14-day, no-questions-asked return policy. So kind of the plan is to use this microphone for free and return it for a full refund. You know where else has a, a generous policy is the Holiday Inn Express where we'll be eating breakfast tomorrow. We're actually not staying there tonight, but the beauty of the Holiday Inn Express is you can walk through the the front lobby with a confident look on your face, go into the continental breakfast area, load your plate with bacon, apples, oranges, bagels, coffee, maple syrup, butter, margarine, I can't believe it's not butter, and they they just don't, uh, they just let you eat it. Uh, Very good customer service, even if you're not a guest. And, of course, these are unofficial sponsors. We don't want to get in trouble for this. Uh, This is a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being an independent Canadian musician or a musician anywhere, for that matter. So these are kind of stories from the road and anecdotes, and we hope you enjoy this episode number one. Here we go. Stay tuned. So we're currently in the midst of a tour right now. Uh, it's called. We've dubbed it the Great North Tour. It is a Western Canadian tour throughout British Columbia and Alberta that I booked. We've just completed nine shows in nine days. We've enjoyed a day off the last two days in Kelowna, British Columbia, and we are at a alpaca farm. Is that correct? Yeah, alpaca. We keep messing it up, but I think that's how you say it. It's a it's a type of llama, right? As far as I know, um, we haven't seen one yet, but I'm sure I'm I'm, ass, I'm assuming they're here. Uh, we see the vineyards in the hill, and we've been put up so graciously by some of the folks at the Streaming Cafe, which we played at in Cologne on Saturday, and somehow we're still here, and they've been treating us well. So Tanner, uh, we did nine shows in nine days. Uh, been chilling out the last couple of days. What's uh, what's been your favorite show of the tour so far? Oh man, nine shows in nine days was uh, a little bit much. Uh, it's a way to keep it economical, but kind of when we were day four, day five, I was starting to get nervous. Uh, <laughs> my voice is starting to feel a bit uh, feel a bit weathered. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the harsh reality of how to keep things afloat and how to kind of treat it like a business. And that's just what I felt like we needed to do. But uh, uh, the third show of the tour was in Edmonton at uh, our some of our friends' house. It was called The Last Call Garage Bar. So it's basically a glorified kind of house concert venue. And um, Would you call it a speakeasy? <laughs> we're, we're still trying to figure out what that is, actually. Apparently right now at this alpaca farm, uh, we're staying in a speakeasy, but we don't know what that is. Um, we knew it's something to do with Prohibition, you thought? Yeah, something like it was in a legal bar during the time of Prohibition. But now it's sort of like a, a cool bar where people have twirled, twirly mustaches? I've always kind of associated a speakeasy with a, a strip club. I don't know if that has any validity, but uh, I, I just have so, I've tied them in with Al- Alberta-based strip clubs. 
and so I've always kind of stayed away from them. Not because I'm against them or anything like that, but it just hasn't been my been my scene, I guess. So yeah, I guess we can rule out strip club if 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 the if if we would, if we did play the speakeasy on Sunday, it was not a strip club. So are you trying to say this house concert in Edmonton was a speakeasy? Well, it might have been a speakeasy, but if a speakeasy is a strip club, then it was not a speakeasy, is what I'm trying to say. It might have been a speakeasy because we don't know what a speakeasy is, I guess is what we're trying to, really trying to say. True, and there's definitely no speakeasy, there's no strip club at this alpaca farm. I mean, we There may be a speakeasy. We tell a lot of stories, so we do speakeasy. (laughs) Nice. We're going to insert a drum sound into the the podcast software. Yeah, there'll be be limited... uh, uh, audio overdubs in this podcast, not because we're against them, um, but because we don't know how to do them. Well, the sponsors didn't exactly provide a big budget for us, so we might have to buy a buy a snare from Best Buy and then return it after using it <laughs> once. Uh, as you can tell by our cheeky uh, sponsorship uh, announcement, that we don't have any sponsors, and we're kind of doing this at a do-it-yourself grassroots level. We're trying to learn as we go. We're hoping to share some stories. And that's sort of like a, being a touring artist. We're trying to learn as we go, and we're, we are still learning. And uh, the tours are getting better, and this has been, a, I would say, by all accounts, a successful tour so far. But we're still, we're still kind of building the airplane as we fly. And uh, I think for the most part, it's, it's a good analogy. Well. Yeah, it's a good like analogy. That. I remember that analogy. My boss used to say it every other meeting when I, when I had a corporate job working for the city of Calgary. Did he ever say, like, synergy? She. Uh, oh, she, oops. Jeez. Yeah. She never uh, referred to synergy, but I feel like if I would have dropped that in there, I, I would have been some plus points for me. I find bosses like to say going forward a lot and, and synergy. So going forward, we're building this airplane as we're flying, and we're just running on synergy right now. That's that's the fuel we run on on this tour, <laughs> synergy. Yeah, we, we take everything we learn from... Uh, corporate culture and try to apply it to uh, to being a being an artist and uh, no I'm kidding we don't do that my friend my friend Daryl he uh, he wrote a book he's in the process of writing a book called A Civilized Guide to Life and he uh, one of the chapter heads I think it's chapter 5 says uh, be a shark always swim forward is that true sharks can only swim forward he, I have not looked into that uh, I'm assuming he has but yeah, let's let's for the sake for the sake of the song, let's say so. Yeah, this isn't a science podcast, so we'll just we'll just roll with that. Sharks can only swim forward. We might start talking about some podcasts we enjoy though. Uh, so yeah, nine shows in nine days. What do you, what do you do when you're not playing shows? Though, obviously, you play a show for an hour, that an hour, two hours, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, what what the hell do you do to keep yourself busy when you're on the road for nine days when you're not playing? Well, it's been nice because we've actually been put up a lot of these shows. Uh, so in the hotel room, you can either like watch bad TV, which is that's kind of how we end the night usually after the shows. Uh, we haven't been partying very much, so we'll go back to the hotel and watch like uh, what have we been watching? What kind of bad TV have we seen? I feel like we yearn for bad TV. I don't, there's a I think that you kind of go a little bit crazy on the road, and so you come up with inside jokes, and one of our kind of, I don't know if it's inside joke or we actually enjoy it, but we're, we're, we're actively searching for bad TV. Uh, I don't know if we've found it. Have we found it? Well, no, it's not hard to find bad TV. I think it's hard to find good TV. Well, we watched, like, I think, like, America's Funniest Home Videos, but there, YouTube exists now, so that shows obsolete. We haven't found a truly bad 
bad TV. Like we haven't found what we're looking for, like you two, yet. Um, but like I don't know. I, I'm looking for something, you know, like Dance Moms level or or sixteen and pregnant. I'm looking for like a marathon of Dance Moms or sixteen and pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm looking for. Uh, like City Slickers starring Billy Crystal on the Superstation <laughs> with full commercials at 1.45 and I'll watch half of it and then fall asleep with the TV on and uh, and I'll have sweet dreams about riding horses and I'm looking for like Ghost Dad starring Bill Cosby because his he, he's now kind of an evil figure so that that's made that movie even worse than it already was and I want full magic bullet infomercials in between and shazam and shazam and slap chop and like all those ones where it starts black and white because their life is so much worse before they get the product and then their life becomes color <laughs> so that's what i'm looking for neither of us have really found have found that yet well, we, last night so we had a day off in Kelowna last night as we mentioned and uh we we, we spent our day with a friend in in uh that lives in Kelowna and his parents and we Spent the uh, afternoon in the pool uh, and had a few drinks, and then we went on a little wine tasting tour at Mission Hill, and then we had some food. Uh, but at the end of the night, we came back to our uh, Paco Farm residence, and we decided to watch a movie and chill out. And we tried to watch Indiana Jones: Temple of Doom. And Big mistake. It was a grueling mistake, wasn't it? It I, it just starts. Like, we both thought we'd seen it before, but I don't think I've seen it. It just starts in the middle of the action. Indiana Jones is kind of like James Bond. And then he, all of a sudden, he throws like a flaming shish kebab into a, a guy's chest. So he's he's a murderer. And he's racist, too. Well, the movie's Viciously racist. racist. Viciously racist. Or datedly racist. I don't know how you'd uh, categorize that. It's also incredibly sexist. Uh, it's, as you said, you said it's a huge budget with no storyline. Uh... It's a horrible movie. It was, and then we, we IMB, IMDb'd it just to kind of see if we were just being cranky, and, and uh, apparently we were. Apparently the rest of the world thinks it's a good movie, but universally acclaimed. It, it got seven point six out of the ten on IMDb, and, and you know what else? We watched we watched Sideways after with uh, Paul Giamatti, who's a fantastic actor, and, and Thomas Hayden Church, that the the, the co star, like the stoner guy. Uh, Sideways got 7.6 out of 10 as well and it was a far better movie than Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when, when, when it, uh, if you had a ballpark Temple of Doom uh, you know I would get our assistant to look it up while we're doing the episode but we don't have an assistant call we, blue microphones we, we need we, an assistant and a budget we only have Best Buy <laughs> so <laughs> we, we can return the assistant after <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could get a VA a virtual assistant uh, from India uh, or, or one of the countries so poorly showcased in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. <laughs> uh, but if you had to, if you had to guess what when that what year that came out, eighty six something like that. I think eighty six. And Sideways came out. Oh four. Oh four. Uh, it's funny how it's funny how shows can age gracefully, or they can or they can just look awful. And everything about Indiana Jones, with the exception of Harrison Ford, felt really really dated. Yeah, he looks great. He's a handsome man. Man, he's he. I couldn't believe how handsome he was back then. He's dashing almost. Yeah. That hat, hat, that hat. Built wardrobes. That that changed the fashion industry. I mean, I don't know if it did, but I feel like it should. And I and the satchel too. Like the sat, you can't have the hat without the satchel. 
And satchel's <laughs> never really caught on for guys. Like, it's still kind of, like, frowned upon. To I feel like the satchel, satchel was truly frowned upon when the Hangover 1 came out. And uh, uh, I can't remember if the character... Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, was wearing the satchel. And then they, they made a big joke about, I feel like I've never seen a satchel since that movie came out. But but he, he referenced Indiana Jones because he said, it's a satchel. Indiana Jones wore one. He didn't even and didn't he pronounce it wrong or... Yeah, like In, Indianapolis Indiana. Jones. I think that's a trailer park boys joke. Yeah, Indianapolis yeah. Jones. But you know, I, he he satchel like maybe the satchel to making progress to them, and he just he just killed it. He just destroyed the satchel. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So um, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, uh, two unanimous thumbs down. I'd say. I'd say two unanimous thumbs down. But sideways, and I've I've seen sideways before, and we are in wine country, and it was seemed fitting, so we watched that. Uh, wow, wow, you've never seen it. How did you like the movie? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Was very. I'd never seen it before, which seems like a sin, but it's just very kind of low key and minimal. But then when it blew up, it like really blew up. I'm just thinking of the scene. This might be spoilers, but you guys have had 11 years to see Sideways, but the scene where he really needs a drink and he dumps this like the bucket of the spit left over from people tasting wine all over his face and he's got this big red stain on his shirt that's like such a such a good image of just frustration and like everything that his his whole life coming to a head in that one moment i just thought it was a great scene i i forgot how much i love that movie it's subtle uh i love paul, paul giamatti um i hope i'm pronouncing his name correctly and then we watched i feel like all all we are talking about is movies as if all we do is watch movies on tour or tv that's not quite true but um, and then we watched about twenty minutes of Barney's version, which is, I told you, I think my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti's in that as well. Dustin Hoffman, and then the battery died on our computer and my computer, and that was the end of that. Yeah, but I definitely want to continue Barney's version. I like that it was in the two time frames where he plays like the young Paul Giamatti and the old Paul Giamatti, and I I feel like he did look like that. How old was he supposed to be in 1974? Like 20 something? Yeah, I think he's early 20s. Yeah, so I I believe that he he looked like that, like kind of has always bit, looked old and kind of. There's no such thing as a as a young Paul Giamatti. He's always been a, an old to an older Paul Giamatti. He he he's always been rough looking, um, but then he's he's attracting these beautiful women throughout the movie. And but I believe that. I believe it too. I'm willing to buy into everything about it. What's uh? So, what are you reading right now? Because Barney's version is based on a Mordecai Richler novel. It is a novel by a Canadian author uh, um, uh, who has passed away now a couple years ago, but his name is Mordecai Richler. Uh, it's a fantastic novel if you haven't read it, Barney's version. He has another great novel I love called The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz. Uh, While we're talking about Canadian art, um, what am I reading right now? I'm reading a book of Stoic philosophy called Meditations. And... It's. I've just started it. I can't say too much about it. It's been recommended to me by everybody. It's been endorsed by uh, a million people I respect. Uh, so we'll see. How about right. you? Um, I'm reading The Savage Detectives by Roberto Bolaño right now. It's great. I've been really getting into like Latin American fiction lately. Uh, so yeah, it's been good. I haven't got as much time as I'd like to read on tour. Bad TV, the search for bad TV has been kind of taking, taking its toll, but 
it's nice on those long mountain drives to, to be able to, to read something thought-provoking and interesting. What, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that book. I remember you told me that there's an interesting story behind that or, or there's, there's uh, something to bite onto there. Yeah, I don't, uh, I read his other book, 2666, and it was, it was kind of tragic because he died at 50 before he became renowned. He was waiting on the liver transplant and he just never got it. But the Savage Detectives is kind of like almost a, a book for for writers or read like for readers. Uh, it's about this group of uh, Latin Amer uh, Mexican poets that uh, start this Mexican poetry movement, and it's just kind of all this nefarious stuff that happens. I'm not that far into it. It seems like it's taken a while to unfold, but it's good so far. And what time frame are we talking? When was this book published? Or? The book this book was published in '98, but a lot of it takes place in the '70s. Great 98. Great 98. Uh, and I, I saw that you also had in your bag uh, An Inconvenient Indian by Thomas King. Yeah, I've heard lots of good things about that. I haven't read it. I had like 70 bucks in store credit to the used bookstore, so I, I bought that. But it's it's been cool. I've been really interested in like the politics between ca uh, Canadian relations with its uh, Indian people. So And Thomas King, of course, another great Canadian uh, Aboriginal author. He uh, he's a great interviewee as well. Is he? Yeah, we'll have to have him on the podcast. We'll have to have him on the podcast. <laughs> this is a shout out to Thomas King. <laughs> um, uh, Holiday Inn Express will uh, will purchase your plane ticket to meet us. <laughs> well, no, we'll put we'll we'll drive him out and we'll put him in the Holiday Inn Express. Uh, free continental breakfast, of course. Uh, Blue, I don't know what they're doing at all actually. Um, and Best Buy are so graciously returning our product after this podcast. <laughs> you, I, I, I'm not sold on this mic, and I, because they're unofficial podcasts or sponsors, sorry, we can kind of say whatever we want. Yeah, um, we're not, they're not buying our, our loyalty. We've had some problems with this mic. Uh, it's supposed to be just a plug in and get going, and uh, it seems to have more clarity than kind of the onboard MacBook uh, mic, but uh, just kind of get capturing a good audio level has been a problem. And you, I, I don't want to say we're slouches when it comes to audio. You know, we do it. Deal with audio for a living. I think we both have a bit of a mature ear when it comes to that, but I just don't feel like the blue. What, what model is this again? This is the Snowball Ice. Snowball Ice. Uh, so far, two thumbs down? A unanimous two thumbs down. <laughs> this is the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom of microphones. Uh, they do have a Yeti. We, we, we think we're hoping to do about three episodes on this tour of this podcast, uh, you know, based on how it goes, but I think we might return this one, and then for the next podcast, we might try out the Yeti. Uh, it's a little bit more omnidirectional. So this one, we are we have the the computer set up on a chair. We have the the mic right in front of us, and we're kind of sitting cross-legged right beside each other. And uh, instead of looking at each other, which would help us out uh, immensely, we're kind of just speaking straight into the microphone, which I don't think is a good way to podcast. But again, uh, this is our first podcast. We're just going with the flow. This looks, it, it, it's like, it look, it's got a little red eye, like a little red LED, and it reminds me of Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey, <laughs> so it's kind of creeping me out right now, and that's also, uh, like, just a, a con of the features, so. Well, well, we just uh, kind of gave you a, a broad uh, uh, overstroke of what we're watching and listening to and reading and uh, all the tech goodies, and... Uh, Stay tuned, we're going to be continuing on with the first episode of the Road Regress podcast. Take it easy.
listening to the first episode of Road Regrets. Uh, it's been a pleasure, folks. Uh, next week on the show, we're hoping to have Canadian author Thomas King. <laughs> we'll have a, a film review of Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And hopefully we'll actually start talking a little bit about tour. Yeah, and maybe a new sponsor to announce, too. We'll let you know how things go at the Holiday Inn Express tomorrow. Uh, I've been Tanner. This has been Dylan. Thank you so much for listening to Road Regrets. Road Regrets.